Welcome to Canvas Church. You are listening to our weekly celebration service message. Thank you for tuning in. Hello, church. Good morning. It's good to be together, right? There's a promise of God that when we gather, there's a blessing. And that is awesome that we can all be together. And I know we're in the series, Are, are We There Yet? Right? I'm going to read the word of God, and then we'll, uh, we're going to go to Philippians chapter 2, verse 19. And it says, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare, for everyone looks out for their own interest. Wow. Not, not, not here, right? Not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. And I am confident in the Lord that I myself will come soon. But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus by my brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. For he longs for all of you and is, and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill. To spare, sorry, and most died, and almost died, but God, who had mercy on him, and not on him, but, on, but also on me, to spare me from sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him, so that when you see him again, you may be glad, and I may have less anxiety. So then welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honor, people like him, because he almost died for the work of Christ. He risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not have given me. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Now imagine if we took our own name and took out Timothy or Epaphroditus and put in our name. And someone read that out loud in a church in front of a crowd. Can you imagine that? Wow. Now, I think most of us have taken road trips, right? Yeah, I, I hope so. Only three of us? Oh my gosh, I feel so sorry for you. I think at one time or another, most of us have taken a road trip, right? And I know the beginning of July, Miguel and I visited Honduras with Herald of Faith, and it was an awesome trip, but I was a lousy companion. How many of you love traveling with cool, fun people, right? Yes, but then there's some of us that are very lousy, right? And I'm sure at that moment, we were driving in a foreign country. We had gotten to the airport. We rented a car, and we were about to do a drive, uh, which, which was only about 180 kilometers, about roughly 90 to 100 miles, uh, maybe an hour and a half should, right? Well, it was about a four-and-a-half-hour trip because you're driving about 30 miles on a one-road uh, way, right? 
So, and it's a foreign country. I'm comfortable driving all the time in Tijuana, Mexico, which I don't recommend you drive across the border, but I'm comfortable. But Honduras, it's a whole nother level of driving. Yes, it was. And I'm sure there was a moment where my husband just wanted to open the door and just shove me out the door. And really. <laughs> See? I'm sure there were many moments like this because I don't know about you, but I'm the, the, the next, the co-pilot that uh, uh, we make sound effects. Anybody with me? Ah, ooh, watch it. Ah, ah, you know, we're, we're all the trip, we're doing that. And watch it. Oh, ah, ah, oh, ah, right? Because we want to make sure that they're watching that person that is about to cross the street or the car or the truck or any, any women out there um, with me. Thank you for not letting me feel alone this morning. I got one clap from a guy. I think it was his wife, right? Sound effects. And, and I'm, I'm that kind of person. And like I said, I know Miguel must have wanted with all his will and might, but I'm thankful, thankful for the Holy Spirit in him that probably prevented him from shoving me out the door, right? And, and Paul is writing this letter saying, you know what, it's a journey. And it's been awesome to have these two guys with me, these traveling partners that have cared for me, that have loved me, that are always with me, that have risked their lives in this journey of preaching the gospel, of extending the kingdom, of establishing the kingdom of God. And he's writing these letters about these two amazing people, which is Timothy and Epaphroditus. Did I get it right, Pastor Steve? Yes. English is not my first language, so Epaphroditus was, was a hard one to practice. <laughs> now, there's also some types of, of traveling partners or buddies or sidekicks that you're traveling. Some just want to eat the whole road trip. And any kids, you have kids that as soon as you, you're not even on the road, and they're already wanting to have a snack because it's a road trip, and I guess that's what that means. Some just get on the passenger seat and fall asleep, right? Right? Some are just complainers the whole way, right? And then some are like maybe some of us women that deliver eight or nine pounds babies that now we have to make a thousand stops to the bathroom. Anybody? Thank you. Thank you. I don't feel alone. So in this journey, while we're traveling, while we're here on earth, and we're trying to, to fulfill God's purpose, and we're in this journey together, this verse really spoke into my life because, like I said, I am not a good traveling partner, a good traveling buddy, a sidekick. I, I'm not good at that, but I want to be a good traveling partner. I want to be able to be good when I travel with my husband so he doesn't leave me in Honduras or some foreign country, right? But I also want to warn you, church, that as we are the church, God wants us to connect, to have those relationships. Because I think that in that journey of a road trip, that's where we build relationships. Sometimes we have deep conversations, and sometimes we have hard conversations. And in this journey, we got to be able to connect with each other. That as we are the church, we need to be able to have meaningful relationships, deep relationships. But sometimes, I don't know about you, but I've struggled with this. That sometimes we turn the church into something that becomes social. 
You know, that's, that's the grocery store. Grocery store, we don't want to connect with anybody. We just say, hello, do you have this? We're there just to serve our needs, to check off a grocery list, right? And sometimes it's hard when we come to church, and it's also hard because we've been hurt. And we don't want to be able to connect with people. We don't want to take road trips with people because we've been hurt, because they've been too close to us, and they've hurt our hearts. But I believe that God this morning wants us to be better at that, wants us to be better traveling partners, better buddies, just like Timothy and Epaphroditus was with Paul. And he is very clear on something that he really highlights about Epaphroditus. And I'm going to read to you Philippians 2.25. It says, But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother. That's the first thing he says about him. He is his brother. And you and I, first of all, in order to be brothers of somebody, we need to make sure that we have communion fellowship, friendship, whatever word choice you want to use, with the Holy Spirit. And 2 Corinthians says this, verse 13, chapter 13, verses 14. It says, The amazing grace of the Master, Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, the intimate, I love this translation, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. I want to be able to have that intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit because if it works this way, most likely it's going to work this way. But I need to be connected with the Holy Spirit. I need to be intimate with him. But we are so afraid, especially now with the pandemic, we don't even know how to say hi to people. Let alone sometimes it will feel disconnected from the Holy Spirit. So how do I do that? Do I fist bump with the Holy Spirit? Do I just say, hey, good morning? It's hard. And sometimes, especially after we've been hurt. But we need to be able to be vulnerable and go to the Holy Spirit and say, I need to be intimate with you. I need, I am longing for that friendship. In the NIV it says, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. I need to be connected I need to acknowledge him in my life every day, in the conversations, while, while we're at work, while we're having a friendship, while we're sitting down for coffee, while we're struggling th through things. We need to be able to acknowledge and have communion and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He will teach us all the truth according to John 16, chapter 16, 13. Because, to be honest, in relationships, you will have your own truth, and I'm going to have my own truth. But the Holy Spirit will take us to the truth, the real truth, which is the Word of God, which will uh, sometimes show us that we are putting an offense, which sometimes will show us that we are, are trying to get a benefit or something out of the relationship. But when we go to God, when we go to the Holy Spirit... When we search in his words, when we have communion in church and fellowship, the Holy Spirit will teach us the truth. And we need God's truth. We need to set God's truth before our very own truth. And that is hard because we people are stubborn. 
We want to be right. And who cares if we're right? Are we putting our truth before a relationship, before being able to connect with other people? Paul is telling, is talking to the church about his friend. And he first, he says, he is my brother. And I want to encourage you, church, this morning, that we need to be a true brother. We need to be a true brother. Proverbs 17, 17 says, a friend loves at all times. A brother is born to share troubles. We got to be able to share our troubles, but we need to come close. First, we need communion and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And through that, we are going to be able to be true brothers with one another, to share our troubles, to become closer than a brother. We need to be able to be true brothers to everyone. Romans 12, 15 says, rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. When was the last time that you were able to rejoice with someone? When was the last time that you were able to really truly hold someone's hand and weep with them? Or have we become just a, a social culture that all we're willing to give is a like or a heart or a loved? You know, because it becomes that way. Sometimes even when we greet, we, we got to be careful with that because we're just like, thumbs up, I like you. Or the heart, right? And we, because of social media, sometimes we bring that into our relationships. And God wants us to be true brothers. And Paul is highlighting this character of, of Epaphroditus. He's saying he is a true brother. He has rejoiced. And he's also telling the, the people in, in, in Philippi, he's telling them, you guys are so worried and so concerned because he almost died. He almost lost his life. But guess what? I'm going to send him back so that you guys can see how well he's doing so that you may rejoice when you see him because you've been hurt because you thought he was almost going to die. Let's become true brothers to one another. Number two, second thing that is highlighted here, it says, Epaphroditus, my brother, my coworker. What kind of coworkers do we want at work? If we take it to our corporate offices, what, what type of, of Co-workers do we want? Do we want people that are really there that they can cover for us in the sense of you can't do this, but then somebody says, oh, I'll do it for you. I'll help you. I'll be willing to, to lift up the weight with you. I'll be able to work to make this successful, to make this work. What type of co-workers do we want? Or co-laborers? 1 Corinthians 3.8 says, The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are co-workers, church. In whose service? Whose service is this? God's service. I don't know about you, but that gets me excited that God makes me part of his work. The God, the creator of the universe, the one who has seen you since you were in your mother's womb. 
and has created a plan and a purpose for your life. He has included me with my flaws, yes, with my errors, yes. He still makes room for me and says, I want you to come and be a co-worker, a co-laborer for the building of the kingdom of God. He makes me participate. It's not because of what I do good or what am I good at. It's because he called each one of you. Co-workers in God's service, you are God's field, God's building. Verse 10, by the grace of God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it, but each one should build with care. God wants us to be great co-workers, not just uh, yeah, I showed up for work. You know, you, we've all been there, right, with that attitude. Hey, I showed up. I should get rewarded for showing up. <laughs> and sometimes, you know what's even funny? Sometimes we show up with that same attitude to church on Sundays. Hey, I showed up. God should bless me. Now, yes, he is going. It's sometimes if that's all you got, please, please keep coming to church. Right? But come on, let's take it to the next level. Let's be the church. We are the light of the world. And God wants us to be great co-workers. I want to be a great co-worker. We are building God's church. We are co-laborers with him. And sometimes it might mean give extra of your time on Sundays. We need more volunteers. In every area of the ministry. Imagine if 100% of the church were co-laborers. Can we all get it like, wow. And then look at your neighbor and say, wow. And then go look at him again and say, hint, hint. Wouldn't it be awesome if every single person that attended Canvas Church would be involved in some capacity of the ministry? You have gifts. God has given you gifts. Don't let anyone tell you that you are not capable, that you cannot do this. God called you. And if God called you and God says you have a function in the body of Christ, you are co-laborers. You can do this through his strength. We all have a part in this. And you know what? Um, Paul continues you in Romans 16. If you have chance, read it at home. He's always highlighting people. In that chapter, he's highlighting people that has been co-workers in the kingdom. And he gives a list of names of people that, had, uh, that have always labored with him and working to extend the kingdom of God, to give money, to sow seeds, to work, to give of their own time and efforts for the kingdom of God. One more thing that Paul highlights here of our dear friend Epaphroditus. It says, my, my friend, my brother, my co-worker, and then it goes to say, my fellow soldier. I love that. My fellow soldier. No soldier should ever be left behind. Isn't that right? And sometimes in our journey, some people get left behind in our walking. And if we could think of just somebody, if we could have homework this week, 
I know, I know, right? Homework, who wants homework? But if we could think and ask the Holy Spirit as we connect and have fellowship with him, who should I call this week? Who can I, I said call, not text. Now, I know we've become a, a texting culture, right? Because we don't want to see, but then that's where all the misunderstandings come. Right? At one time, I forgot to put in a comma in a conversation. And that thing blew up. You have no idea. Really that. And we have to be careful. That's why I prefer to send a voice message. That way they can hear the, the, the effect in my sound voice. It, it, we, we need, but if we could think of somebody that we haven't seen, maybe, maybe it's at work, maybe it's at, at school, maybe it's at church that you have not seen for a while, you haven't heard about them, why don't you send them a voice message? You know what? I've been thinking about you. How can I pray for you? I don't want you to be left behind. We got to be able to, to fight for those that sometimes don't have strength to fight for themselves because there is no greater love that we may lay our own life for others just as Christ has laid his own life for us. That is the example. That is love is our goal. And first to and Timothy 1 verse 15 through 18 says, "You know that everyone in the province of Asia has deserted me." Isn't that exciting? And then it goes saying, "Including, I'm not even going to try to say these guys' name." But then it says, "May the Lord show mercy to the household of Mr. One here." Because he often, listen to this, because he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. There are people that are chained and bound by sin, by hurt, by rejection. But this one guy, let one kind of be our like goal for the week. Let us refresh others and not be ashamed of their, shame, or their chains. On the contrary, when he was in Rome, he searched hard for me until he found me. Jesus himself left the 99 to go for that one. And you and I have been that one. He searched hard for me. In other words, it wasn't easy to find him. It was hard until he found me. So don't give up. If you call somebody and they don't answer, don't give up. Keep trying until you get a hold of them. May the Lord grant that he will find mercy from the Lord on that day. You know very well in how many ways he helped me in Ephesus. Wow. We need to be able to lift others and fight for others. It is necessary in the church that we rise up as God's people and make sure that no one gets left behind. Now, maybe it's somebody out there, but maybe it could be your own spouse. Maybe it could be your own kids that you're willing, and you're kind of at that point that I am so tired, I'm giving up on my kids. Maybe you're so tired, you're about to give up on your marriage. 
Maybe you're so tired, you're, you're about to give up on that relationship that is very important and meaningful in your life. Maybe it's been a friendship of many years. Maybe it's people here in the church. But I encourage you, church, this morning to be good soldiers, to go and refresh others just as Christ has refreshed us with his word as we continue to have communion with the Holy Spirit. I know in my life there was a, a hardship Sophia had turned just one, and, and most babies should walk by age one, right? About one, 15 months. And Sophia turned two, and she still wasn't walking. Sophia turned three, and she still wasn't walking. And I remember there was a group of women that they became closer than a brother, that they became my co-workers, that they became my soldiers, and they constantly would come and encourage me and refresh me and tell me, Debbie, I'm praying for Sophia. We're believing that she's going to walk. There were people that came and said, I had a dream, and I saw Sophia running in the hallways. You know what? That really refreshed my soul because I was going through a dry place. I was kind of at that point willing to kind of give up. Is it really going to happen? Is this really going to happen? Because medically they had said that it would be very difficult for her to walk. But you can see her now. She not only walks, she runs, she jumps. And you know what? It is by the grace of God. But it is also by the community, by the fellowship of other believers that came alongside me and were not willing for me to be left behind. But encouraged me in this, in this journey that we're all walking, that we all sometimes have struggles. We all have issues. But let us be the church of the living God that we can restore, that we can encourage that we can refresh others. That we can be the church of God. My last scripture is Ephesians chapter 4. And, and I, I love, if there's one thing you're going to remember of this word, please remember this. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 through 3. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. You know what? In relationships, we need to be humble and gentle. We need to be humble and gentle. Be patient. We need to be patient with others with ourselves, with our families, with our spouses, bearing one another in love. Bearing one another with love. Make every effort. Church, make every effort. Let's make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. We need to continue the communion with the Holy Spirit. We need to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And as we fellowship and have communion with him and acknowledge him, we'll be able to have healthy relationships. I didn't say perfect relationships. But as God was speaking to me these words last week, God spoke to me something. And it's because of the past hurts that we have that we put a barrier, barrier and we even excuse ourselves saying, well, I have to have healthy barriers. And yes, yes, I do believe we have to have healthy barriers. But sometimes we use that just as a facade 
not to connect with others, not to have relationship with others because of the hurts. Now, I'm sure at one time some kind of food hurt you, right? Have we stopped eating? Oh, no, we're still here. Let us connect with others. Let us forgive so that we can grow in our relationships with others. So that we can really become a true brother. So that we can really be able to carry the burdens of others. So that we can continue to build the church of God. So that we can continue to make his name known. So that every person that walks through those doors, we be, they be able to experience God's love. But guess what? God is going to use us to be able to love on those. To be able to say, you know what? I'm so sorry you've been hurt. I'm so sorry. Sometimes we even have to apologize for others. I know I've had to apologize to others even when I, I had no idea what was done to them. Let's be able to apologize to others and say, I'm so sorry you were hurt. But I think we're all trying to be good traveling partners, buddies, sidekicks. Church, we can do this with the Holy Spirit. We can do this as we lay down our guard and say, you know what? I want to be able to have relationship with others, friendships. And sometimes you're still going to get hurt. But sometimes you're going to discover some amazing relationships that are going to walk alongside you, that are going to lift you up, that are going to encourage you, that are going to refresh your heart, that are going to put their hand on you and say, let me pray for you. You know what? You are not alone. That are going to say, you know what? I'm so sorry this happened to you. Some others that are, are going to come alongside you and encourage you and speak words of life. That is the church of Christ. That is the church that is powerful, that brings healing and restoration. I want to be a restorer. And I know you do too. I want to be a good soldier that leaves no one behind, but that fights even when it's not my own battles, that I can lift others in prayer. Remember that guy that was lame and his friends brought him before Jesus and made a hole on the roof to bring down? Jesus said because of the faith of them. Sometimes you don't have faith and that's okay. But there's a lot of people here that have faith for you that can lift you up and can bring you closer to Jesus. And you are going to receive a benefit because sometimes it's, it, 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 sometimes it might not even be the word. Psalms 133 says that because of the gathering, we are blessed. The fact of coming, yes, it's the word. Yes, it's, it's the worship. But it's also the gathering when we come together. May you stand to your feet, please. And as we close our eyes... If you have been hurt, and that is why it's hard for you to connect with others. It's hard to be a co-worker. It's hard to be uh, just a friend or an acquaintance. Sometimes it's even hard to just be an acquaintance. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
I ask you that in your heart you be able to forgive whoever has hurt you this morning. And just right there, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. And bring someone to mind. Just say, Holy Spirit, I forgive this person. I let go of the hurt. Fill me with your perfect love to be able to love others. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you are here and you are healing hearts so that we may be able to love others just as you have loved us. That we may be able to lay our own life that we may be able to have communion with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you in our lives. We need you in our relationships. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you empower us to be the church of the living God. And we will be restorers. We will be great traveling partners in this journey as we build your kingdom, Lord. Thank you, Father. With your eyes closed, if you are here and God has spoken into your life and you would like to say, I, I, I want Jesus in my life. That's what it's all about. It's about Jesus. He will never fail you. He is a faithful friend. But he also wants you to connect with other people because that is how he works. And if you are here and you want Jesus in your life, just lift up your hand. We just have a few more seconds and just say, I want Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Say after me, Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for your love. Forgive my sins. Thank you that now I am part of your family. Now I will become a restorer just as you have begun the good work in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, church. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. If you would like prayer, there will be some people out here, leaders, that can pray for you. Sometimes, I'll be honest, there was one point in life that I had to come to someone and say, help me because I can't forgive on my own. It's too hard. And somebody was able to help me and lead me in prayer to forgive those who had offended me. Sometimes we need that extra help. And if you need that extra help, there's no shame in that. There's no shame in asking for help. There will be some leaders up here that can help you if you need prayer for anything else. God is here. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, please visit our website at www.canvaschurchsd.com.